Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 153. I feel like my spouse's sex slave. Oh, no. Say it isn't so, right? When I have clients that come to me and they are struggling with their marriage or with intimacy, this is often a theme that comes up. And sadly, when a spouse is thinking that they are a sex slave to their own spouse, they are usually feeling terrible. This is a miserable thought to think. And so they feel correspondingly, they feel miserable. Now, not only do they feel miserable about themselves because they are now viewing themselves as a sex slave, but then they also feel miserable about their spouse as their master. And finally, they will even feel miserable about sex in and of itself. So instead of viewing intimacy as this beautiful thing, as this way to connect with their spouse, they are viewing it and feeling quite negative about it as if it is something really terrible and horrible. And they feel like they are the victim in the sexual experience of their own marriage. And so what do we have to do about that? We have to start challenging those negative thoughts when they come to us unintentionally, right? And automatically, because this is how our brain works. It will give us thoughts. And often, and usually, and most of the time, they are thoughts that we have not chosen to think on purpose. And yet we find ourselves that we're thinking those things. And so we really have to start to challenge some of these negative thoughts and these themes And when we can start to think better about sex, then we will feel better about it. And that is amazing. It's amazing. Our thoughts are very powerful. And this is the beauty of life coaching is that we can make huge impacts on our own life through our thoughts. So if we don't like how we're feeling in general, about ourselves, about our spouse, about our sexual experience in the marriage, we can totally do something about that. So what is it that we need to do? Um, Let's start off by talking about a few definitions, because that's going to be really valuable in this particular um, situation. So we're going to start off by talking about the definition of what it means to be a slave right? A slave is a person who is forced to work for or is forced to obey another person. And a slave is considered to be property. 
So when you start viewing yourself as a slave, you start to think of yourself as property to your spouse and that there is an element of sex that is being forced upon you and that you have to work, that sex is a form of work. A slave is a person who is directly controlled by another person and they are controlled and forced to work very hard for long hours under difficult conditions. And so when we think that we are our spouse's sex slave, we start to view things in very extreme ways. And it's important to note that slavery can also come in the form of mental slavery. And this is a state of mind where um the discerning between liberation and enslavement gets twisted. Think about that. Because if we are not actually in shackles and chains, then the slavery that's taking place is in our mind. And that means that we are mixing some things up, right? Liberation and enslavement is starting to get mixed. It's starting to get twisted up. And mental slavery is where a person becomes trapped by misinformation, right? This is happening in our mind. It's a misinformation about ourself and about the world. And so just to quote Bob Marley <laughs> in one of his most famous songs, the Redemption Songs, I love what he says here. He says, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds, right? This is so true. This is the beauty of life coaching and of thought work. Even Bob Marley got it. <laughs> he knew that a lot of times when we view ourselves as slaves, it is a mental slavery that is taking place. Okay, now on the opposite side, what what is freedom, right? We're not going to go into all the definitions, but let's look at three. Freedom can be defined as liberation from slavery or restraint or from the power of another person. It is being released from something onerous. <laughs> and I wasn't too sure about what that word meant or onerous or onerous. It means a duty involving an amount of effort and difficulty that is oppressively burdensome, right? So when we think of the concept of freedom, it's being released from effort and difficulty and oppressively burdensome conditions, right? And I think we have to be careful here to make sure we don't go to the opposite end of saying intimacy should be easy and no effort required. Okay, that's not true either. Most things that are valuable and worth something in life are going to require an amount of effort. And if we want to have a beautiful, intimate relationship with our spouse, that is going to require some degree of effort. It will not come by itself. Understanding a woman's intimate trek and the sexual journey she goes on to get to arousal and orgasm. That's not something that's out there, right? That would fall under the category of misinformation. 
we are often taught that a woman functions the same as a man when it comes to arousal, and this simply is not true. And so if we don't put in the effort to learn and to discover how the female arousal system works, we will stay stuck in mental slavery. We will continue to view ourselves as a sex slave to our husband's desires for sex until we unlearn that, until we get the correct information and not continue on in misinformation in this category. And so we want to make sure that when we're thinking about freedom, that it is the liberation of these types of ways of thinking, right? The traps that we fall into, the misinformation that's out there about how the female arousal works. We are often taught that the female arousal is the same as the man's. And then for women, we feel very um, confused when we're like this, this is not, this doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm betraying myself. Something is missing. Well, that's because something is missing. And then finally, let's talk about this concept of a, something being oppressive. That was part of the definition. Oppressive means unjustly inflicting hardship and constraint, usually on a minority group. And man, thank goodness we live in the time that we live in now, right? Women have often been in their own minority group. And thank goodness we are coming into this time where we're able to look at things with a more objective viewpoint than maybe what has been in the past. Oppressive means weighing heavily on the mind or the spirit, causing depression or discomfort. And finally, something that's oppressive is unreasonably burdensome or severe, even tyrannical. And so our brain sometimes goes to these extremes if we don't know how to think about intimacy and sex and our role in it differently. And so we, we, we really need to talk about that. So what can we do? What are some ways we can get out of this mental slavery when it comes to this concept of viewing ourselves as our spouse's sex slave? In this situation, one skill that we can use is to ask ourselves powerful questions. So let's start with this one. Number one, in what observable and physical ways did my spouse force me to obey their sexual needs this last week? Right? How can we observe the ways that they forced us to obey their sexual needs? When we ask ourselves this question, we're usually going to find that our answer is none. <laughs> right? There was no force where they were physically uh, holding us and putting us into restraints to make us obey their sexual needs. But our brain, when we think this way and we think in these extremes, can really deceive us. So when negative thoughts like being a sexual slave come to our mind, we have to also use the skill of thought awareness. We need to have awareness that that is what our brain is doing. 
That is the thought that our brain is delivering us and it's doing it on autopilot. And so we need to recognize that that is the process our brain is going through. We just address it. We have compassion on our brain because it is trying to keep us alive. Our brain can be very dramatic. So we just recognize what it's doing and be grateful that it's trying to work for our benefit. And then we are going to kindly redirect our brain. And we're going to say, thank you, brain. I see what you're doing, but that is just not true. Okay. There has been no force involved. And so we're going to need to think differently. The second question, powerful question that we can ask ourselves is, at what time did my spouse put the chains and the shackles on me? What time did they drug me so I was unaware of what was going on? And for how many hours did they force me to have sex with them? Right? What time did the shackles go on? I love this question because it really challenges our the the dramaticness, the dramatization of our brain. Okay, if that's really happening, what time? What time did the shackles go on? What time did that start? We're going to find that the answer is never. They never went on, right? And if we take that a step further and just think about, well, what time did sex start when we did have sex the other night? Okay, well, it started at 9.26. How long did it last? Three minutes. Okay, well, is three minutes slavery? Probably not. So we need to slow our brain down and look at what is actually happening in reality versus the drama of what our brain is doing. Another powerful question we can ask is, for how many long hours did we have sex and under what difficult conditions for those long hours did we have sex with our spouse, right? Um, did we have 15 long hours of sex against our will with the shackles on? Did we have sex in a bed that was dirty with stains and with cockroaches all over, crawling all over us? Probably not. Um, and if we really think back to the last time we were intimate with our spouse, we're probably going to realize that we had sex on a bed, probably with the sheets that we cleaned or that we liked and picked out ourselves from whatever store we like. We may have had romantic music playing in the background. Um, we may have lit a scented candle that we chose. And it could have been a very pleasant experience when we decided to put those things in place. And that there were no long hours involved in that with shackles. Um. And so we really need to pay attention to where our brain is trying to go automatically and unconsciously and unintentionally that creates this sense of being a sex slave. And 
we also really need to keep a perspective in mind that there is actual sex slavery taking place today. And if we chose to get married and we are not involved in sex trafficking, we really need to challenge why our brain is going down this negative path. And finally, let's ask ourselves one more question. What is it that I'm longing to experience with intimacy? And what can I do this week to actually create it? Now, that's a great way to start thinking about intimacy, right? Instead of viewing ourselves as a sex slave, let's think about empowerment, right? What, am, what do I want to experience? What have I been longing for? What's been missing? Well, usually the things that have been missing, we can add them in. We can create an experience where those things are included. Now, this is going to give us a sense of empowerment. And when we feel empowered in our own lives, in our own sexual experience, that is going to feel amazing instead of viewing ourselves as a victim, as a sex slave with no say in any of it. A lot of times my clients will say, don't I have a say in this? And I'm like, yes, you do. Have you said something about it? And a lot of times we say things through our actions. Have we put something into play to create the sexual experience that we want to actually experience? Um, when we think about freedom, especially if we live in the United States, we have the freedom to become something that we want to become. We can become the wife that we want, the person that we want, the lover that we want to become. Sometimes we just think we're the lover that um, we just happen to be. We're on the other end of our, our spouse's needs and desires, but we actually have a say in the lover that we want to be and that we want to become. So we can ask ourselves, what kind of lover do I want to become? Now, here's the awesome thing. When we start to really challenge these negative thoughts, and we when we really start to think better about sex, we will feel better about sex. That means we will feel better about ourselves. We are going to feel better about our spouse. We are going to feel better about our marriage, about the whole concept of intimacy and sex itself. And we'll probably start feeling less resistant to having it. And that is a great place to be. Now, as we finish um, this episode, I want to challenge each of you to really consider the, the question we ended with. What am I longing to experience with intimacy? And what can I do this week to create it? Really challenge yourself to think it and to do something about it. And then finally, make sure you... Um, Click on the freebie that is going to be attached with this podcast to give you that little extra help and listen to next week's podcast because we're going to have one that corresponds to this, where this one was kind of focused on the mental slavery aspect, right? Viewing ourselves as a sex slave. Next week, we're going to kind of go in the opposite direction 
and talk about sexual sovereignty in marriage and with intimacy. So make sure you look forward to that next week. Don't forget to get on our website, Shelly.AndersonCoaching to know more about any of our courses. My course, The Emotional Intimacy Effect, Intimacy Beyond Sex, totally dives in to this concept in a lot of detail. So make sure you check that out. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you will join me again next week.